1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Odson Edward is the Premiership Player of the Month with Napoli rumoured to be interested in his services. As Rangers get ready to welcome Feyenoord, we'll get the lowdown from a man who played for both sides and Hearts worries deepen as another striker is ruled out for three months. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. And we always say it's a big week for the whole from Celtic heading out to France tomorrow to take on Rennes in Thursday evening in the first of the Europa League group ties. A couple of hours later, Rangers will kick off again against Feyenoord but the real drama this week Gordon seems to be the wrong end of the M8 it's Hearts at Hibs on Sunday and the losing manager may well be without a job by the time we're in this show next Tuesday night yeah five games in and already managers are under threat for their jobs uh, but that's just the nature of the beast nowadays Gordon but all eyes will be focused on Thursday night for uh, Celtic and Rangers uh, Celtic away and obviously Rangers at home home to go off to good starts in the group stages and uh, we wish them all the best 01419511025 That is the number you need tonight uh, If you would rather tweet You can get us at Clyde SSB And don't forget A bit later on in this hour Just before 7 o'clock We're going to be joined In this studio By 7 time Grand Slam winner Jamie Murray He's promoting a tennis tournament Along the road And we know he likes his football Roger I'm sure we'll uh, We'll welcome him to the Madhouse And see well, what he's got well, to say for himself 7 Grand Slam titles More doubles championships Than you care to remember A Davis Cup <laughs> victory but he's never won beat the pundit, Gordon. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Uh, Roger, a big week on the football front because we are now going to... We've had a flavour of it with the, the qualifying rounds, but now for Celtic and Rangers, it's about how do they juggle domestic football and European football because everyone knows Celtic are going for nine. Rangers are trying to stop it. So that, that that's massive. Every single week is massive. Now with the added... Um, I was going to say complication I don't know if that's the right word <laughs> well, it's, a, uh, it's a good complication if It's it a is. good complication yeah. But they have to, to fight on both fronts For the next couple of months How certainly. do they juggle it? Well they've had a bit of experience Rangers had experienced last year Celtic for the last few seasons Of, of marrying together The midweek demands of Europe And the weekend demands of the Premiership um, You would think in this of all seasons The two teams would, would focus All of their attention On domestic action Celtic chasing nine in a row Rangers desperate to stop them Having nine in a row But you listen to the chant From some of the players In a week like this Bolly Bolingoli Spoke at the weekend About Celtic Having the ability To get to the last four Of the Europa League Christian Christopher Julian Speaking this morning That they're in it To win it Andy Halliday Speaking at the start Of the week as well About Rangers Should show no fear Against Feyenoord That it's a Champions League Group in, in, in all but name If you like With, with Porto and Feyenoord So quite clearly The players And I suspect The management as well Will want to focus For this week On Europe yeah, they want to go off to a good start, Gordon, because obviously winning uh, breeds confidence. But I think all the concentration this season's got to be the league title. Um, you know, they've got big squads. I think that'll be a big factor. They will be used to the limits. And, um, you know, I just think that you're looking at the group. It's a very difficult group, both Rangers and Celtic have got. Uh, but I think the most important thing for these two teams this season is... The league title 01419511025 Let's hear from you Get your calls in nice and early And if you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB Let's kick off with Odson Edward He is the Premiership Player of the Month For August 
Um, I know it's the 17th of September But that's the August award just been given out It goes to Odds on Ed Award uh, Newspaper reports this morning Linking him with a big money move to Napoli Now, speaking after He picked up the award today Through a translator, it must be said He says at the moment uh, He's only got one thing, one club on his mind I, I actually didn't know about this And it, it doesn't really matter I'm, I'm, you know, At the moment I'm a Celtic player got a season to play I've got a long contract I'm really happy with you know the way I'm playing the setup here. I'm really happy to play with my friends um, for the team. So you know the, the the main thing at the moment is I'm a Celtic player, happy to be a Celtic player. I've got a, still a lot to prove within uh, Celtic as part of the Celtic team. Um, and as I said before, you know there's, there's, there's this season, there's a long season uh, ahead of us. We need to concentrate on that, uh, and that's the key. The key is. I've got to prove myself here first. So, Celtic fans, what did you make of that story this morning when you saw your star striker, Odson Edward, linked with a big money move to Napoli? What do you make of those reports and what do you make of him at the moment, his level of progress, Roger? Um, well, for me, it's more of a story if Napoli weren't watching Odson Edward at the minute. Um, he's shown for Celtic, he's shown for the French under 21 team. Um, Napoli recently said Fernando Llorente Who had been a free agent since leaving Spurs At the end of the season So that would indicate they're, uh, that they're needing reinforcements In the attacking departments But Napoli won't be alone I think Borussia Dortmund Had been linked with Odson before that Teams back in France Have been linked with him too He is an outstanding talent We've said it in the show In the last couple of weeks um, Another hugely impressive performance In the old firm win at Ibrox Two impressive performances For the French under-21 team During the international break his reputation is just growing and growing and growing. Um, he said he's staying at Celtic. Celtic hold all the cards. They've got him in a long-term contract. He's treated well. He's paid well at Celtic. He knows he's a young man building a reputation. And when the day and hour comes for Odds and Edward to leave Celtic, Celtic will you know they'll, they'll try and maximise the money, and Odds and himself will try and select the correct club for his career progress. I like the way he went about his business here in the interview, Gordon. I think he said all the right things. I think Celtic fans will be delighted to hear what he had to say. Uh, but one day, and I'm not saying just now, but one day the lad's going to go for big money. He's got everything in his locker. He's got to be a top, top striker. He's getting better season by season. And, um, you know, other clubs with big, big money will be sitting there waiting to pounce. But Celtic will be desperate to hold on to them. And Roger quite rightly said, at this moment, they've got all the cars. And just listen to lad, he's desperate to stay with Celtic for more success. And this is what Celtic should be doing. We're just looking at the, the first of the Champions League games is kicked off there at, at 6 o'clock or 5 to 6. Moussa Dembele leading the line for Leon against Zenit St. Petersburg. No one at Celtic talks about Moussa Dembele anymore because of the progress mm. Odds on Edward has made. And then the real th- next thing for Celtic will be to line up the guy, to discover the guy who's going to replace Odds on Edward. A season or two or three down the line Well there's the question then For you Celtic fans to kick us off Where is Odson Edward On the Moussa Dembele path? How does he compare to Moussa Dembele Perhaps at, at this stage During his Celtic career Can he go on to surpass The achievements of Moussa Dembele? Can he go on to be better? Does he still have a long way to go? Why don't you tell us right now 01419511025 Odson Edward is the player of the month For August in the Premiership uh, where is he in comparison to Moussa Dembele? Tell us right now. Roger, your take? Well, I said a couple of weeks ago after the Old Firm game, I, I think Edward will become a better player than Dembele. I think um, in terms of linking play, in terms of 
his technical ability, I think he's superior to Moussa Dembele. You might find Dembele will score more goals for you. He's a different type of striker. He'll, in like an old-fashioned style, he'll lead the line more than than Odson Edward. But you see the way Edward drops into holes. Daz discusses it when, when he's covering Celtic games for Super Scoreboard. The way he finds pockets of space, the way he draws central defenders out of position in the areas of the pitch they're not comfortable with, that allows the Forests and the Christies and the Johnsons to run in behind and, and, and score goals. So he might not get as many goals as Dembele himself, but I think his assists and the work he does round the park will make him in the long run a better player than Dembele. I I struggled to separate the two of them, Gordon. I think the two of them are fantastic talents. Uh, obviously, Dembele's left Celtic and... Um, you know, scoring goals, playing very, very well indeed. Edward's a young lad that's come in. And as I said, I've watched Celtic over, over the last few seasons and I just think he's getting better and better and better. Um, and that's why by playing more games, getting more confidence, scoring goals, he's adding things to his game as well. And that's why he will go for big money. Uh, what do you think though? 01419511025, that's Roger and Gordon's take. Where is Odson Edward in comparison to Moussa Dembele because there are obvious similarities both French both been brought into the club with a view to eventually you would imagine moving them on for big money that doesn't have to to mean that it happens soon but how do you compare the two at this stage in Odson Edouard's career 01419511025 we're already getting tweets in uh, on the matter JR says that Edouard is better all round he's less injury prone uh, Dembele has been spoken about constantly by Celtic fans Because we realise how well he's doing for Leon. Um So Yeah I mean, you can, there, there are obvious similarities Roger You'll, You will never be able to escape them Yeah Listen because of their backgrounds as well You know both French strikers Both excelled in the under 21 team Both came to Celtic as, as younger men to, to build their reputation Musa deservedly Got his move And Celtic got an awful lot of money for Musa Dembele When he made that move And also And I think he's just You know a little bit younger He'll go on He'll make his move He'll Wherever he goes next Again Celtic will make a lot of money And Celtic will hope To fall back on the model That by the time Odson goes They have a ready made replacement To come th- up front I, I think what you're seeing Is Celtic fans Are probably saying Edward now Because they're watching him Week in week out Roger Dembele is obviously over in France I think his big next move will be the English Premier League Dembele? Yeah, yeah Dembele yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I, mean, I think I think He has he been linked to Manchester United Yeah And and I I think that will be his hmm. big, big move But this lad They're now playing in our league I just think he's a joy to watch do, do I think you, he's got you, everything in his locker He'd be a top, top striker Do you think Edward's next move could be the English Premier League When you think of the manager who signed him for Celtic You look where he is now Oh, now you're troublemaking You look at the fact mm. that Jamie Vardy at 30-something Can't possibly go on forever Could it be a case that maybe Brendan Rodgers could come back for Odds and Edward one well, day? Well, the big argument was when they paid the money for him Everybody's saying, well, is he worth that? Brendan Rodgers says, yeah, he's definitely worth that So, yeah, I understand where you're coming from that one uh, Let's speak to Paul and Bailison Hi, Paul Hi Gordon Hi Paul, how are you doing? Hi, Hi Paro as well Hi Paul um, What it was was to do with the comparison to Dembele and Edward mm-hmm. like, I think when Edward first arrived at Celtic I didn't think he was going to be the player that we, bought him, that we got him for money-wise But see, recently I think he is definitely going to be a better player than Dembele Because Dembele sometimes is quite moody uh, and lazy 
Right, he'd be in and out again, whereas as you were talking about before a call, uh, Edwards, like, he's really good at holding the ball up uh, and he brings a lot of other players into the game, which gives us more chances of scoring goals, obviously. And I think that the, the more he's playing, the more confidence he's getting and the better he's going to get as, as you, uh, Gordon and... Uh, Gordon and Roger Yeah I mean I think Paul's right Roger And also perhaps In the way that they are Both viewed Within Celtic Do you remember There there was a time When there was a real uh, Dembele or Griffiths debate And then eventually Dembele sort of pulled ahead And that 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 debate didn't exist anymore Same thing's happened now Um, For a long Last season How many nights Did we spend on the show Certainly at the start Of last season um, Edward or Griffiths Edward, But now Edward has really made the position his own well, And we yeah, don't, and we don't the, tend to have and, those debates the debate, anymore The debate, debate now is Buy or Griffiths for the last 10 minutes To give Edward a rest As they did at Hamilton at the weekend Edward is without doubt uh, The number one striker at Celtic He's probably one of the first names In Neil Lennon's team sheet When he goes to Ren on Thursday night um, He will look at Edward As being a guy who can get a goal a guy who can lead the line A guy who can bring others into it Celtic won't have the same amount of possession That they do in a, a normal Premiership game When they go to the end at the weekend But they'll look to the likes of Forrest To the likes of Edward in particular To carry a threat When they do have the ball on the break But I mean, you look at the Edward Dembele argument Neither of them have scored in the English Premier League So surely Timo Pukki's better than them all I think we'll leave that one Yeah I think well, I, for, I, I, for another day That's a Yeah yeah. But I think he's playing Absolutely brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Get him back up to Scotland I think that was someone else That was brought in the Celtic Paul the, the stories this morning Linking Odson Edward With Napoli Does that Does that worry you do, do you think you can keep him For a long time Or, or is it a matter of time Before uh, Big clubs come calling Oh he's gone He's disappeared Phone's broken up There we go um, There's a tweet actually On that from David Campbell He says I'm sure this won't be read out As it doesn't suit the point Of the story Well you're wrong to begin with David So let's see if the next point Is any better uh, But the Edward away Is planted by agents And the Scottish press Push of selling on Celtic players Well I can speak about this freely Because it wasn't my newspaper That had this story this morning Gordon um, I, I, I'm never sure Why supporters are concerned by stories linking their players to £30 million moves. Surely that shows the player is doing extremely well for the club. And Celtic fans in particular shouldn't be concerned because if you look at the business Celtic have done with a lot of lads of the same profile as Edward over the years, they bring them in, I was going to say in the cheap, I don't think nine, nine or £10 yeah. million pounds is necessarily the cheap for Edward, but what they do is they bring them in for a certain sum of money, they develop them at the club, and sell them for a whole heap more money That will happen with Edward sooner or later I think in the tweeters hope it will be later But but that is what happens And fans shouldn't worry If their, if their players are getting linked with big money moves It means they're doing well for Celtic or whatever other club uh, Paul Bailison is back Paul, I was just asking about your, your confidence of, of how long you can keep odds on Edward for Hi Gordon uh, I, I don't think we'll be able to keep him for We'll get them at least for another season anyway But um, I think after that The, the Vultures will be in looking uh, To get him Because he is a, a really good player As I said He's he's getting more confidence The more he plays And he's, he's scoring big games as well Which is which is really good for us And the, the small the small thing that annoys me is uh, I, love, I love Lee Griffiths and I just think it's going to be really hard for him to get back in the team when Odds and Edwards in there. 
Yeah, I suppose, Gordon, um, Paul just mentioned they're scoring big goals. How, how important might this Europa League campaign be for him? Because that's something that, that Dembele did do. For, for all, there were maybe the odd uh, Premiership game where he sort of flitted in and out and, and maybe didn't look to his best. Scored against Man City, scored against PSG, and these are the, the games that, that well, get you noticed ultimately. Yeah, that's the stage where everyone sits up and, and takes notice of you, Gordon, if you're banging in the goals. I think nowadays in the modern day game, um, you know, there's more to a striker than just scoring goals. Everyone wants to get a goal scorer that scores 30 goals, 29 goals, 28 goals, whatever it is a season, scores in Europe. But it's all about linking up play now. It's been a team player. And I think that Edward's slowly mm. learning that role now. Because as I, as, as I say, I've watched him this season and the positions he's now taking up and he's linking play uh, with his midfield, he's learned so much to his, he's, he's added so much to his game, Gordon. And that's why I think he'll score goals, he's improving and he will get a big move. But I don't think it'll be just now. Gary and Colsaith, what do you think? Hi, hi panel, alright um, Just watching obviously Edward at the moment I think Edward's um, come on to a game Because the way Ryan Christie's improved as a player Because watching Celtic since um, The way Ryan Christie's improved Ryan Christie The way he links to play with Edward I think as a pair Since the, start, the, the end of last season I'd say they've been together as a pair They've been absolutely brilliant Because of Christie's energy The way he gets the ball into his feet And I think that's also helped him Edward, because before watching last season, sometimes Edward would, when he would lost the ball, it would be he looked quite lazy and lethargic at times, in my opinion. And he didn't, it didn't look as if he tried enough. But whereas now, with Ryan Christie, his energy, like he brings a lift to the full team, and I think it brings a lift to Edward mm. because you know he's got players around him that can feed him the ball. And get him in behind it as well With his hold up play Alright then it's Gary So as, as good as the likes of, of Tom Rogic is Individually You feel like That Christie Brings more out in, in Edward than, than perhaps the other options In that position do In my opinion I think it's going to be Really hard to To get Ryan Christie out of the team um, Unless He gets injured Or Because he has a nuke But I can't see happening I think Tom Rogic will struggle To get back in the team Whereas Previous years, obviously, Tom Logic was one of our best players. Whereas now, I think Celtic without Ryan Christie in the team are such a weak side. There, there, um, there was a spell last season, Gary, if you remember, when Scott Brown was out the team before Christmas, where the midfield three was Christie, Rogic, and McGregor, and and it yeah. was it was arguably Celtic's best spell of the season in terms of creative play. McGregor sat a wee bit deeper where Brown normally would, and Christie and Rogic together. You know, created chances They were dangerous they, th- they threatened teams And I think with all these games coming up You know look at Celtic They've got Europa League this week Premiership at the weekend League Cup next week Then Premiership Then Europa League I, I think there'll be a degree of rotation I think Tom Rogic will get minutes on the pitch um, Because I think there'll be times when Christie comes out McGregor comes out mm. I think there'll be times when Scott Brown comes out as well And you, you might see those four players rotating In the three positions in there uh, The bowling, the bowling golly Buddha is on Twitter He says Where is French Eddie in comparison to Dembele? Edward's in Scotland mm. Dembele's in France well, Truth I think we'll leave that one there Thank you very much to Gary in Kilsyth It's 01419511025 Rangers take on Feyenoord in the Europa League uh, And we're better to look for the download on this fixture Than to speak to a man who played for both We'll speak to him next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been speaking about Odson Edward. He's on. Uh, the Premiership Player of the Month uh, This month uh, Lauren is on Twitter saying Thinks Edward starting to show signs Of being able to play The Firmino type role Good work rate Brings players into games Pulls defenders out of position Lets the wide players into score uh, Would be great in a front three If we can hold on to him for a while uh, Says Lauren Gary Similar Edward has all round uh, To his game more than Dembele Brings other players in Which allows Christy Forrest and so on uh, so there we go 01419511025 That's the number you Rangers fans Might want to dial right now To look ahead to Rangers Against Feyenoord um, I'm sure Roger Hanna Has got a lot to say on the subject And Gordon Diel has got a lot to say uh, But we're better to go For the expert opinion on the fixture Than to a man who played for both clubs I'm pleased to say we're joined on the phone line uh, By Thomas Buffel Thomas how are you tonight? Hello, good evening Fine, thank you Good stuff, thank you very much uh, For joining us tonight Thomas, looking ahead to a, a big game Between your former side You of course signed for Rangers From Feyenoord in 2005 Does that mean you've got Split loyalties on Thursday Or are you, are you able to pick a winner? <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult question Indeed uh, We're two great teams Where I played uh, and, and, and where I was successful So uh, it will be difficult to choose one of, of both. Uh, they, they they have a lot of tradition both. So, uh, yeah, it was an honour to play for both of them. You are coming over to the game, I understand, though, yes? Yes, correct. Well, if, I take it if you're sitting in the Rangers end, you might want to pretend that you're supporting them on Thursday. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sit uh, in the Rangers' uh, 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 main stand. So, uh, yeah, I... Uh, Difficult to to sit at the top of you know there. <laughs> <laughs> How well do you manage to, to keep up with the fortunes of Rangers and, and your former teams, Thomas? Do you manage to keep an eye on what's going on? Yeah, well, it's not so easy to follow, um, but uh, now and then I, I check the score, uh, the score sheets, and and the and the, and the standings in the in the league. So uh, obviously, uh, Rangers uh, is back now. Uh, in a couple of years at, at the highest league and uh, that's good uh, for the supporters and, and the players uh, uh, it's been a difficult time and uh, yeah, Feyenoord as well uh, they have uh, ups and downs uh, so uh, yeah How do you look back on your European memories at Ibrooks, Thomas? It should be a, a, a special occasion at Ibrooks. What, what are your sort of favourite memories of, of playing in those European occasions? Well, it was, was fantastic. It was the build-up towards the games uh, and, uh, and the press and supporters around and uh, the atmosphere then uh, before the game. Uh, a lot of supporters uh, travelling to that game in away games, but as well at Ibrox. Uh, the stadium was already full uh, uh, before the warming up and uh, and the noise and the the, the, the sound and, and the smell of the, of the stadium was, was very, yeah, very nice and uh, to... to to uh, to achieve that there, yeah. Are there any? Are, yeah. Also, uh, yeah. Are there uh, any games in particular that, that stand out for you as being fond memories? Well, uh, I played in the UEFA Cup, but as well uh, in the Champions League, and obviously, okay, the Champions League is still one one uh, one one league higher. So, uh, uh, I remember the home game against Inter Milan that we that we managed to get uh, to qualify for the last sixteen. I I, I thought it was so uh, was. Was unique as well in the club history, and uh, that that was a nice nice memory. When I as well gave an assist with a true ball for Peter Lovenkrantz, so uh, the atmosphere was 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 great and uh, never to forget. 
Thomas, it's Roger Hanna here. We, we know it's a big game on Thursday night, but all, all our listeners have only got one question for you. Uh, Alec Ray is on this show with us every week. And he, he came back in the summer with a story that he'd scored from the halfway line in your testimonial game in Genk. Surely this cannot be true. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. He, uh, he had a nice shot from, from, uh, from the halfway line and uh, obviously... Uh, and the the goalkeeper was no not so flexible anymore. The great shot. Uh, back back to Thursday night's game, Thomas. Calling on your own experiences, how how different is it? How difficult is it to cope with the the, the different styles that European competition brings? Because you you play every week and and face Scottish opposition. When the likes of Feyenoord come up against Rangers, how different is the challenge? Well, obviously uh, the players are used to 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 the tactics and and the sort of football and, and their own league and and um, yeah in Holland they 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 try to build up a little bit more I think and and and, and okay uh, the the big teams in Scotland try the same but sometimes they have opponents who who make it more tough to build up and 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 you have more a uh, little bit kick and rush if I have to say eh? if you play in the small stadiums. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 for Feyenoord as well. Uh, 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 yeah, question mark sometimes eh? uh, to to come and uh, and and play in Rangers. Uh, obviously, uh, with with all the, the 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 material now these days with analysts and and video material, it's it's more easy to to scout a team and 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 prepare your players for what, what's coming. So, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I can imagine with with uh, with with Steven Gerrard, the new coach now, he, he like as well to to have a good build up and 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 then play some football. So, um, uh, I'm, and I'm 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 very uh, curious as well what what I'm gonna see uh, from the both teams on on Thursday. It's a difficult group. Final Porto are there. Young boys of Bern are there as well. If if Rangers are to advance, Thomas. How important is your former teammate Alan McGregor going to be? I know he was in the squad when you were there. He's still there, you know, 37, 38 years of age. But his experience will be vital, yes? Yeah, of course. He he uh, he, he was there as well. And uh, experience is always uh, an advantage if you can uh, teach the young players, uh, yeah, the, the motivation, but as well to, to, to be calm before... Uh, to before such a game and, uh, and and speak with the players that they just have to do the same as they they are used to in the in the league uh, games and 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 they should be fine. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, most most players already played in the league and and they have to play for the same uh, same amount of of, of supporters. So uh, they should already be used to 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 a kind of atmosphere. At the other end of the pitch, Rangers will be relying on the likes of Alfredo Morelos to, to get the goals that, that make the difference. Thomas, thinking back to your Rangers career, who who were the guys at the top end of the pitch that you relied on in the big occasion? Who was always likely to come up with the goods? Well, we had uh, one campaign with Dado Perso. He was very strong and um, powerful. Um, then we had the speed of uh, of Lovenkrantz, uh, especially in, in in European games. They 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 sometimes they took him from the wing and, and put him more central to to use his speed uh, as well as the game against uh, Inter Milan. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we had as well Chris Boyd, who was always uh, good for some goals too. So um, yeah, it was all good players. And yeah, we had we Nacho as well with his speed. So different type of players, and uh, it's good that uh, that you can uh, change during the game what's necessary. Thomas, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the game on Thursday. Thank you very much. Good thank evening. You. Thank you. That was Thomas Buffel looking back 
uh, On some memories there For Rangers And looking ahead to a game Between his two former clubs Can Rangers Win this one Gordon How important Should I say Is, is this in terms of If they want to Succeed in the group Generally The home games Are, are vital aren't they Massive Gordon uh, There'll be A full house once again uh, Under a floodlights Good atmosphere at Ibrox I think that um, Rangers have got A great opportunity um, they've got to they created a few chances against Livingston but Livingston sat in and made it very difficult for them and at the weekend there got everyone behind the ball very well disciplined you'd imagine Feyenoord will be exact same uh, but they'll have a bit more quality obviously than what Livingston's got to hurt you at the other end so they've got to be careful but I just think that uh, home advantage if they're going to really be serious in this group then they've got to win their home games And I think they can go off to a good start mm. on Thursday night uh, Charlie's a Rangers fan on the line Are you confident ahead of Thursday, Charlie? No oh. <laughs> Doom and gloom uh, Well Just be uh, positive the facts Just give you the facts The thing is Rangers have staggered the line since the start of the season, right? They scored six goals against Hibbs And they probably, they probably won a game, right? We played rubbish against Celtic we played rubbish against that team on the other night, the other day, Livingston. Livingston. Livingston, aye. Uh, they, were, they were touching good. They nearly beat us, when you think about it. Uh, the Rangers, I mean, we're in for a major wake up call the morning, uh, Thursday night, as far as I'm concerned. I hope I'm, hope I'm wrong, but uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I, just, I think, just thinking for the worst. Um, another wee point is. I keep seeing Andy Hallandy still playing for Rangers. What's Andy Hallandy still playing for Rangers for? I mean, he's been there since the way back in 2016, uh, and I don't know how how he still gets a game a, a, a game on the park. Uh, he's no, as far as I'm concerned, he's no Rangers class. I mean, he's got a crowd and all that shout for him and all that, but uh, I just think he's. I mean, he's a player he can bring on for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but. Um, it just doesn't seem right to me that he's still there. You know? Okay, two separate points, Charlie. Let's deal with them uh, individually. Gordon, you go for the the Andy Halliday one mm-hmm. first. Um, I think Andy Halliday's a good squad player. Gordon, he's not number one choice at left back, and obviously that's not his natural position. But the one thing that I think the Rangers fans like about Halliday is he goes in there, and it's years gone by. He plays for the jersey. He plays with his heart and soul. Um, you know, I watched him on Saturday. I don't think against teams like Livingston's, Kilmarnock's, and uh, you know St Johnston's and teams like that, he, he he'll get away with it because I think he's good enough to play, especially at Ibrox when Rangers have most of the possession. Um, but he's not the number one choice. But I think Stephen Gerrard likes him about the place because his attitude, his passion, and everything about him. And I think he's a good squad player to have uh, Charlie's initial point was about Rangers' chances on Thursday, Roger When you look at Feyenoord's form uh, They won 3-2 at the weekend They're now on a run of four uh, consecutive wins They knocked out Beersheva to, to get to this stage of the Europa League So I know there were some concerns about them early on in the campaign But they, they look like they're starting to find their feet Yeah, listen, they'll be decent Sometimes I think our teams... When they go into Europe they, they should play the game Not the name If you know what I mean Feyenoord A terrific name In European football I don't think they're the team They once were They've got some 
names Guys have played in the English Premier League A couple of them scored at the weekend Luciano Narsing I think And, and Leroy Fair got the winner against Den Haag But they did lose two goals at home To Den Haag at the weekend So they're not some impenetrable force And if Rangers have any ambitions To get out this group And get to the last 32 knockout stage They're going to have to win their games at Ibrox Starting on Thursday night um, Andy Halliday Whatever we think of him As a player I thought spoke well After the game at the weekend He was saying There's nothing to be worried about Don't go into this game With any fear You know mm. The games at Ibrox Rangers tend to do well at Ibrox Tend to score goals at Ibrox They did well in the European games During the qualifiers at Ibrox So Go into the game with no fear And go into the game Trying to win the game Rather than have any Sort of Worries about Feyenoord Charlie you have cited Performances against Livingston And performances against St Mirren As evidence that, that Rangers can't win this game But what about the European performances That got you there? Ligia Warsaw came to Ibrox Alfredo Morelos pops up with the goal You've got a pretty good record in qualifying to, to get to this stage So surely that gives you some sort of confidence Well, was that the games But um, uh, We never said They were on the fire in any of the games but they, won, they won the games though we go with that goal in the last about that injury time. I mean, that was touch and go. We could have, we could have got knocked out of that. Yeah, but you know didn't. I mean? That's that the point, just, surely. But the thing is, as I say, that was. I was going to say a luck. You got your luck in football, I know. And he scored the goal, but um, that could have went the other way, no bother. Um, and I just. I mean, when I was in the Celtic game there, I was watching Celtic and. I mean, I don't like to say it, but Celtic are class. They are. Okay, they had them be sound like a Rangers supporter, but they are. Um, I mean, the guys have got at the back and that. And, uh, I mean, you could see that the class is coming out of Celtic. When you, you were watching Rangers, it wasn't the same. You know, and we, we beat them last season, right? We beat them last season and we didn't need to beat them, right? I don't even think Celtic were trying there to tell you the truth. Well, you needed, you needed to meet, beat them in the New Year fixture, surely. But anyway, mm-hmm. where time is against us, Charlie, so we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for the call. 01419511025. Travel with Amber. Then we're going to be joined in the studio by Jamie Murray, one of Scotland's most successful sportsmen, uh, joining former badminton champion Gordon DL as well. We'll speak to him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna still here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch on the phones as normal, or if you would rather tweet, then you will find us at Clyde SSB. Uh, now, listen, I need to be honest. It's not that we don't love hearing about Gordon DL's Wraith Rovers goal scoring exploits or his young fledging badminton career, uh, but we are joined by. Seven-time Grand Slam winner Fresh from recent US Open success uh, Jamie Murray And he's even kicked Gordon DL Off of his mic position To take pride of place in the corner Jamie, how are you? Good, thanks yeah, I remember uh, primary school Collecting all the Panini stickers he Used to collect it I'm saying it for you later on <laughs> He looks a bit different With the silver hair now though Doesn't he? That is he, true, yeah He's looking He's looking a bit And you're okay Now that you've been moved Mike, you're alright You're over it, yeah For this man, no problem at all Alright, good Now Jamie, the reason that you're here We know you like your football And we will drag you down To our mad world Of okay. uh, football chat A bit it's later a, on Hibs was off the menu tonight Absolutely not I'm sorry You're not No matter how Bad they are You're not getting away from it But uh, you're here in town You're just along the road actually uh, In Scotston uh, Because of the Murray Trophy Now this is a, an international Indoor tennis event That's running this week For those who don't know uh, Building up to the finals At the weekend Tell us a bit about it The, the purpose of it And how it's been going 
Yeah, so the event started on uh, Monday, goes through to Sunday. Uh, I've played my first round match tomorrow evening, uh, round 6.30. Um, still a few tickets left, actually, if there's people listening that want to come and, uh, come and watch. The uh, reason that kind of was working with the LTA to put on this event was because there's no other live tennis events in Scotland. We've obviously been fortunate to have some uh, amazing Davis Cup ties in the past, but you know they're kind of few and far between. So I tried to make this an annual event. Um, there's obviously a lot of appetite in Scotland, I think, for for tennis. Um, it's been some good crowds the first couple of days. So um, yeah, I really hope the event goes well. We talk a lot on this show about grassroots football and in grassroots sport and ultimately that this is where the, the worlds collide here how important is it that, that we or, or the authorities do more to capitalise on the success that you and your brother have had well I, th- I mean I think it's hugely important I mean it's kind of once in a generation opportunity I think to kind of capitalise on um, I guess the sort of success that me and Andy have had or at least the interest that we've uh, that we've created in the sport and um, I think that there's been kind of positive discussions about that, and things kind of hopefully start to start to change. But I guess it uh, it takes time. But I guess it would have been nicer if it happened a few years before. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Uh, listen, we'll get back to that, and we will uh, look a bit more in depth at what's going on this weekend on Beat the Pundit. Actually, we've got a fantastic prize for you to win very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but Jamie, here's the deal: when we get footballers in this studio, we put them through a series of quick-fire questions, a getting to know you type exercise, okay. and uh, you're going to be subjected to it. So this right. one's going to be a bit of a mix between football and tennis. Okay. So we'll we'll, we'll give it a go, and we'll see how we get on. Does that sound okay? All right. Right. First one. First football game you went to. Uh, no idea, but I remember going <laughs> to watch Hibs against Airdrie and lose, always losing to Airdrie. Remember that? That wasn't that was never a fun afternoon out. But. So you've tried to forget about it. I think that's maybe why. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, did you have a footballing hero growing up, or, or a favourite player? Not Gordon Diel from the sticker book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite player uh, at Hibs maybe was like um, Keith Wright, Mickey Weir. Uh, Joe Tortellano Those guys Rogers nodding along Are they good choices? Yeah they've oh, been so, yeah. <laughs> Random choices Oh Keith, Keith Wright Was a good goal scorer For Hibs yeah. in the day Yeah good player mm-hmm. Keith. We got a photo one. taken With him at like Hibs Hibs yes, Open Day When we were probably times. I don't know We were like Probably like five years old Has that still got Pride of place somewhere? I think so yeah My mum will have that For sure <laughs> Sat next to him At the Scottish Cup final When Hibs lost to Celtic uh, Maybe like 3-0 When Henrik Larson Scored some great goals is another one he's tried to forget about We'll maybe get some, some of the good <laughs> memories uh, Come out I think this one's definitely We're back on t- to the tennis here um, <laughs> We ask the, the footballers this We say Who's the best player you've played with? Um, I, I, you're going to have to say your brother Is that is that how this works? I guess so, yeah <laughs> I guess so um, I never I played against Nadal before uh, I never played against Federer I played against Djokovic before um, Yeah, I've been fortunate to play against a lot of the a lot of the great guys But yeah, Federer would be one that's missing on my uh, like resume or whatever Who would you If you had to go for one Djokovic or Nadal Who was tougher to play against? What, in like a death match or something? <laughs> um, I'm going yeah, who's for Who's to avoid? Uh, I'm going for I always back Rafa Yeah? Always back Rafa, yeah Why is that? Uh He's left-handed as well, like me, and okay. same age. We kind of grew up together, so uh, yeah, a bit of loyalty there. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the best, we always ask the footballers, the best stadium you've played at, so same to you, what would be the best Grand Slam uh, venue? Centre Court, Wimbledon, playing Arthur Ashe Stadium in, in New York's, I think it's the biggest uh, tennis stadium in the world. Um, but Wimbledon, I guess, just for the kind of tradition and history and everything, it's a pretty, uh, pretty unique place to play. Okay, 
uh, career high One moment You have to choose one You've got so much success To choose from So it makes it difficult uh, But if you had to pick one I think I mean getting to number one In the world In the doubles rankings Was really Was really special um, I guess like Kind of combination of Like life's work I guess But If I think about One particular match I played probably the uh, Davis Cup match Against Australia In the semi-finals Of the Davis Cup At the At the Emirates When me and Andy won In, in five sets Against um, against Leighton Hewitt and Sam Groth and we kind of knew that if we could get through that match we'd probably get through to the final and have a chance to have a chance to win so that's probably like my most memorable match I would have thought When we ask uh, footballers this one it gets all sorts of some of them just blank and say no not interested and others come out with ridiculous uh, pre-match superstitions do you have any? Uh, not, not really pre-match superstitions I quite like to use the same shower through the week So even if like I go to the shower And someone's okay. in that shower you just I'll wait just wait them. Yeah I'll wait if, like, <laughs> Even if join. there's you know, Five or six free I'll, I'll just wait for them yeah. Right and how does that Go down in the locker room Do you get some Suspicious well, glances No or? I, I don't think People are aware But there's like My my former partner Bruno Suarez He did the same thing And sometimes <laughs> like We would end up With the same shower So we'd both There'd be like Two man queue To, to get in there. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> ever ever done like that at Starks Park Gordon no, no but I'm just no, there's a vision in my mind Jimmy Murray's stand behind you um, in the enough about that I think uh, what are your hobbies away from tennis uh, like playing golf and um, yeah, follow football I guess any good at golf Gordon DL gave me a bit of a lesson today it must okay. be said so um, I mean decent like I play off 10 I used to be a lot oh, better when I was younger um, Alright, this is where we, we we verge away from, from sport a little bit You got a favourite film? Nah, it's too many films to choose Too one, many, think, to, yeah. okay, fair enough What about the old box sets? What's the tip? What's the what's in Jamie Murray's Netflix yeah, right I'm now that, that we should be uh, I'm, watching? I find a series called Catastrophe Which uh, is really funny I think it's been out for a few, for a few that's, years That's but one, yeah, okay I came across that. Gordon Dale down. looks confused but he's going to write that down Because I know uh, you've yeah, got a lot of spare yeah, time yeah, on yeah, yeah. Line of Duty, that's decent Oh, yeah, you're yeah, a big fan yeah, I'm a big fan Right, okay, back to sport You'll be pleased to know um, Following football when you're on tour How tough is it? How do you, do you, do you manage oh, it? Do you manage to keep up? Easy, yeah, yeah. Well, As long as you've got Wi-Fi You're good, yeah Okay Some dodgy live streaming uh, <laughs> Trying to follow Hibs or Premier League or whatever um, Yeah, I mean we're, we do, we're into fantasy football as well So keeps you uh, keeps you interested in a lot of games That you probably wouldn't normally have interest in because you got players from those clubs all of a sudden. So. I was reading a story today about when you were well when Hibs won the Scottish Cup, but you were preparing for the French Open. So how is how did you manage to keep up? How did you find out the news? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was training at the time. The French Open was starting. Maybe the I don't know if it was starting the next day or not. Um, but we were there, and uh, it was actually a journalist uh, Stuart Fraser who came over and was like, "Do you see the score?" And he was a Rangers fan, so I just assumed that Hibs had guffed it again. And uh, of course they they'd won. David Gray had scored in the in the last minute, so I was uh, I was pretty fired up for that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to bring you crashing right back down to earth, and and maybe you can hold the answers that, that no one seems to know what on earth is happening with your team at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. It's been pretty uh, pretty ugly view, and they didn't really finish the season particularly well, and then obviously not started this one too well but yeah I mean hopefully hopefully things pick up uh, you, you are used to following it whilst you've got tennis on your mind so this weekend you've got the Murray Trophy uh, you've got an Edinburgh Derby as well yeah. uh, how, how's that balance going to look? I think it might look? be the first game where both managers might lose a job <laughs> um, yeah I mean I've actually I've never been to Hibs Hearts uh, game only one time in the cup um, but yeah I mean hopefully I'm still in 
the Murray Trophy at that stage and still competing. But uh, if not, yeah, I'll try to watch from behind the sofa or something. Uh, I was also, I mean, I'm clearly a complete professional doing my research today, reading some some stuff about you and Andy and your love of football. And one from Andy that says he always cried when Hibs scored when he was young. Was that, <laughs> was that just a, did the emotion not become too much from, or was it so rare that yeah, he was caught that, off guard? Yeah, I, I remember going to Hibs game and we're sat in the family enclosure and we turned up. We were maybe late and. They're one nil down, and then another goal against two 0 It was probably Airdrie again, and uh, I just remember we were like twenty minutes in. He was lying across like three seats, telling my dad, "Where can we go home?" <laughs> We've all been there, to be fair, Roger Hannah. All been there when you're young and it's just not going your way. You just want to go up the road. Exactly. Uh, good stuff. Uh, listen, uh, Jamie, just to, to get back onto the tournament this weekend, tell us a bit about the the format. Uh, you know who's going to be involved. What is the the hope for this, the Murray Trophy is it, is it about growth and trying to, to build this thing going forward? Yeah, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's our first year, so kind of baby steps, I think. Um, try to make an annual event and, and grow it into something um, something really cool, something really special. Try to get as, I guess, as big a tournament as we, as we can. Um, you know, this year, you know, it's a challenger-level event. We get a lot of guys ranked from sort of 100 to 350 in the world. Some younger guys who are obviously using the Challenger Tour as a stepping stone to try to get onto the onto the main tour. So we've got a good field. There's a few good players in there. Uh, quite a few British guys uh, in action as well. Young guy, Aidan McHugh from, from Glasgow. He's playing uh, He's playing tonight, actually. Uh, so hopefully he can, uh, he can get a win. It's a good opportunity for him to kind of compete in an event at home. So. And you, you build Jamie, at the start as a newly crowned US Open champion. Better than that... He- You've emerged as a champion of Scottish tennis in the last few years. I, I saw your comments to the LTA yesterday, just reminding them very politely, <laughs> Scotland's a country, not a county, I think was your quote. Is it important to you and Andy that when you retire, you, you leave a legacy for Scottish tennis? Not just the Murray Trophy at Scotland that you know senior players can come and compete, but there's more grassroots tennis for kids in this country? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think for, for us, like, you know... You know, Scotland has no history of tennis, you know, and I think, um, you know, what we've been able to do to two boys from Dunblane to achieve what we have is pretty um, remarkable, I guess, given kind of the obstacles that were, I guess, in our path in order to do it. And I think when we finish playing, it'd be nice to kind of see that, you know, that has made a difference and we've got more people into the game, that there's a lot of more opportunities for for kids to get involved in the sport if they if they want to um and yeah i mean that's what we're i guess what we're what we're working mm. towards uh jamie i'll be honest i thought you were going to be bored stiff listening to us idiots talk about football <laughs> and i thought he'll be wanting to run out the door that has absolutely flown in it's already time for the news in fact we're late for the news so thank you very much for joining no, us thanks, uh, for, thanks for sharing your stories and we wish you well at scottsdale over the weekend so and i have to say gordon he's created a wee bit of history as you know daz and i have done this show for nearly 10 years together we've had all manner of football celebrities in this show Mrs Hannah hasn't batted an eyelid You know she phoned just before the show tonight To say I've just heard Clyde Jamie Murray's coming on with you uh, You and Gordon can get a picture with him on the way out It's time for us to play this though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk 
The fun doesn't stop there Because we have an outstanding prize for you To win if you take part in tonight's Beat the Pundit You don't even need to get any questions right You can come on and stink the place out And you will still win the following prize Four tickets to the Murray Trophy At Glasgow over the weekend It's for semi-finals day on Saturday Four Babalap rackets A racket bag Four tubes of tennis balls Towels Selection of grips and keyrings You and the full family Are going to be kitted out You could be the ne- you could be creating the next Murray The next Jamie or Andy Murray That's the, that's the hope So if you want to win that prize All you have to do is take part and beat the pundit 01419511025 The lines close when the news starts at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are still here Unfortunately Jamie Murray's not He's away back uh, to... To promote the Murray Trophy Gordon Diello still Besides himself With excitement That Jamie Murray Seven time Grand Slam winner yeah. uh, Used to collect Your Panini sticker <laughs> I bet it was one of those Roger that he was always Desperate to swap In the playground Get rid of that Get rid of the DL yeah. Have you got a DL Have you got a DL about Those were the days When the Panini stickers Were still in black and white oh, That's brilliant You're I delighted d- aren't I, you Yeah well I, 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 I didn't hear him Collecting any used to <laughs> Was it Sorry boys Okay time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Time for Beat the Pundit. Roger minus one. Hannah is here. Gordon Diel is here as well. And one of them is going to be taking on Stephen from Netherlee. How are you, Stephen? Are you well, Stephen? Yeah, not bad. Good man. Now, Stephen, you're already a winner. As I advertised before the news, just for getting on, you are the winner of the following tennis package. And by the way, if I do say so myself, what a prize this is. Four tickets to the Murray Trophy in Glasgow on Saturday for the semi-finals. You've got four Babolat tennis rackets, a bag to keep them in, four tubes of tennis balls, towels, grips, key rings, the full shooting match. You, your pals, your family are now kitted out. If you don't win a Grand Slam in the next 10 years, you should hang your heads in shame. Fantastic, brilliant Happy with that? Yeah, just brilliant, thanks Good man, we'll see if we can add a signed ball to the mix as well Heads, it's Roger minus one Hannah And tails, it is Gordon DL And it's tails, it's Gordon Panini Of of Panini sticker album fame (laughs) You've never played? Well, I mean, but you say that as if there's something untoward. Is that a heads right, or, or a tails, Roger? Know, that's a tails. That's a tails. Again. Uh, there we go. Right, I'm going to give Gordon some Clyde too, and that way he can't hear what you're saying, Stephen. Because believe me, if he could cheat, he would. Uh, but he can't hear us now, so we'll get your 30 seconds ready. You're up against Gordon, head to head. The secret, Stephen, is you can pass. So if you're going to pass, do it quickly and move on. Okay. Cool. Good man. Your time starts now. Uh, which player won the Premiership Player of the Month for August? Edward Scott Tanzer and Wallace Duffy play for which Scottish Premiership team? Wellington Name any team to feature in the Scottish Women's Cup semi-finals Glasgow City Where did Hart sign Stephen Naismith from? Norwich Who was the Rangers captain in the 09 Scottish Cup final against Falkirk? McGregor Who was the last Scottish team Christian Daly played for in his career? Hart Okay, let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah. You can. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. Okay, let's do it. Which player won the Premiership Player of the Month for August? Scott Tanzer and Wallace Duffy play for which Premiership team? Uh, What's going on? Name any of the teams to feature in the Scottish Women's Cup semi final. Uh, Motherwell. Where did Hart sign Stephen Naismith from? Norwich. Who was the Rangers captain in the 2009 Scottish Cup final against Falkirk? 
Barry Fergus Who was the last Scottish team That Christian Daly played for In his career? Uh, Dundee United And who managed Dundee United Between 2009 and 2013 Quickly uh, Quick Quick Too late Pass Okay uh, Stephen what do you think? Fancy I think chances? he's got me No I think he's got think me so? Alright yeah. let's, let's find out uh, Which player won Premiership Player of the Month We've been talking about it tonight It was Odson Edward I think Roger I'm right in saying um, Although it was August The Old Firm game was included In the voting criteria I'm not sure I think it was Because right? if you think about it The Saturday would have been The 31st of August Yeah And the Sunday was the 1st of September So I'm pretty sure They lumped it all in together Anyway it doesn't really matter That's just a boring side point Uh, Scott Tanzer and Wallace Duffy Play for St Johnson St Johnson None of you got it So it's one all Name any team to feature In the Scottish Women's Cup Semi-finals You had the choice of Glasgow City Well done Stephen Rangers Hibs Hibs. Motherwell And Motherwell It's a tough draw Gordon was just discussing it Before we come on air You know Motherwell His beloved Motherwell Have drawn the holders Hibs So it's Mm -hmm. a tough draw In the semi-final You both got it right though So it's 2-0 Where did Rangers sign Stephen Naismith from It's Norwich You both got it 3-0 Can see where this is going Can't you Yeah Uh, Get ready (laughs) Who was the Rangers captain In the 2009 Scottish Cup final Against Falkirk David Weir It was David Weir ah, So we're still level Who was the last Scottish team That Christian Daly played for Rangers It was Rangers None of you got it uh, Gordon which means If you had got the last one What was it? Dundee uh, United manager Yes from 09 to 2013 oh, It's too far back for me Give us the initials Did Stephen get it? He did no, not No idea Oh Peter Houston It was Peter Houston oh, oh, won, won the Scottish Cup in 2010 That's right So Sorry, Peter. Uh, There we go There we go I'm afraid we're on to a tiebreaker <laughs> Gordon DL has got a oh, miserable no. <laughs> record in the tiebreaker Stephen Not as good as Jamie Murray's record in the tiebreaker oh, Very good <laughs> Yes Yes very good uh, I'm going to ask the question Stephen I will get Gordon DL to write his answer down I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Okay Cool Good man So the question is this Hearts are bottom of the table at the moment Yeah What's their goal difference? They are bottom of the table hearts They are struggling What is their goal difference though? Gordon DL Hold up your piece of paper Okay Stephen What's your attempt? Minus 12 Okay Stephen goes minus 12 Gordon goes minus 4 The answer And believe me when I say this Stephen It pains me to say it It's minus 4 And Gordon DL Has got it (laughs) Right on the nose If anyone was If any of the pundits Were going to get it On the nose It would be Gordon DL But he's done it Stephen You have Take me all the way Unlucky mate No worries Well played Well played Stephen You've got the last laugh anyway You've got the four <sighs> tennis rackets You've got the four tickets To the Murray Trophy You've got the bag The balls The towels All the rest of it So when you win the US Open Or your son or daughter does You can uh, tell them That Gordon Deal Once appeared it'll, in a Panini it'll sticker It'll certainly It'll certainly not be me <laughs> <laughs> But that's That's brilliant Cheers Gordon uh, good man That was Stephen Hopefully you enjoy uh, The tennis at the weekend So just uh, listen One last thanks to Jamie For coming in mm. Murray Trophy this weekend Hopefully it's a success It's a tournament In association with LTA Scotland And Glasgow Life The tickets are still available So if you didn't win them And beat the pundit like Stephen Tickets are still available You can go along And watch that At the weekend You are delighted yeah. look, at, look at the look in his face Jamie Murray recognised him From the Panini sticker book And he wins a tie break On beat the pundit Life just doesn't, doesn't get better. better No Bath night tomorrow night is, I'm everything I look forward to Roger is it just me Do you find it a bit uncomfortable When he speaks about bath night I don't know what it is I just It's the image or something I just 
makes me you uneasy. Need, yeah, you need to try and get that image out your yeah. out your head. Um, yeah, it's on a Wednesday. I struggle to focus on the show because I, and I know that he's listening. Uh-huh. Although he's in, it would be worse if he was queuing behind Jamie Murray and Bruno Suarez for yeah. sure. <laughs> what about that? That was one of the. Oh, I know. I like it how he started off by saying, nah, "I don't really have any superstitions," but. And then he goes on to that, so. mm, that, that That's the greatest revelation since Stephen O'Donnell confessed to his home baking habit Yeah that question always throws up some crackers I must say Right 0141 9511025 on the phones uh, On Twitter uh, we are at Clyde SSB So let's let's get straight back uh, stuck into the phone calls You can tweet us as well um, We'll get back to, to looking ahead to this week's football action Let's hear a bit from another man who We'll know exactly what lies in wait for Celtic Because they're up against Wren of course uh, French defender Christopher Julian Has been looking ahead to that one I was not so, uh, so happy to see the France To come back there but <laughs> It's okay you know um, Rennes a good team um, And I'm sure that we will go there For, for compete you know um, they, they had a good year last year uh, They have a good team I see that they had some new player with them they have really, really good young player. Um, they are known for that in all over the, all the world. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait to start uh, for sure. Um, but you know, we we have to be ready for that game because I think it's gonna give the, like the tone of our European um, way. So we we're gonna be ready for sure. Will this set the tone for Celtic's European campaign? Christopher Julian thinks so. Either of you want to answer that? Sorry, sorry. I, just, I thought you were going to play some audio there. Um, no. Christopher Julian does think so. I mean, he, he said they're in it to win it. Um, volleyball and goalie spoke at the weekend that they could get to the last four. I, th- I think Celtic believe they can get further this season than they have in, in recent seasons in Europa League. They're a tough draw in the last 32 when they get Zenit last season. You see Zenit, really a Champions League side. I think they're drawing away at Leon tonight. So they, they've shown their quality in the past. Um, it's a reasonably new look Celtic side A lot of changes Particularly at the back Over the summer So they're untested At this level of European football But as we said with Rangers Earlier on They're in a group That you wouldn't fear I know Cluj came And, and won 4-3 At Celtic Park The Champions League qualifiers That was just a bizarre game I wouldn't say Cluj Are any better Or any worse than Celtic No reason to believe Wren are any better Or any worse than Celtic either Lazio will come With a big reputation but a bit like Feyenoord that we discussed earlier I don't think they're the team they once were So Celtic, a bit like Rangers Can go into this group With genuine ambitions of, of getting beyond the group Into the last 32 I think when you get away from home in these competitions Gordon, pick up pick up a point at least You know, the most important thing is your home games If you can get your three points at home And then pick up an odd point on the road then I think you're in with a great show. I think uh, I don't. I, it's very hard to sit here because I've not seen a lot of French football. I've got to be honest in that. But Celtic will have done their homework. They'll know what they're getting into. They'll know the strength, weaknesses, mm. and Celtic have got players that can hurt teams, especially in the counter attack. I mean, Roger, it was only a few weeks ago that French football, European football, world football observers were, were raving about Eduardo uh, Camavinga, the 16-year-old midfielder for Rennes. At 16, he was. Running the show against PSG So that that's the level of, of opposition I'm not saying they're all going to be like that But, but that's a, a sign of, of some of the strengths that Ren have Yeah, they're a decent team They could be without Mbaini Yang Who is possibly their greatest goal threat People remember him from a spell at Warford They had a spell at AC Milan as well um, Billy Feyenoord, they didn't pull up many trees at the weekend They had the Brittany Derby against Brest It was a 0-0 draw 
um, They're doing fine in the league Without really terrorising anyone So Celtic went there When they played them in the old UEFA Cup A few years ago I think it was a 1-1 draw Over there in a group section Was that the Chadu Rion goal? I think it might have been the Chadu Rion so goal he passes it right past Yeah the goalkeeper into the back Celtic of the net. I think won 3-1 in the game At Parkhead Gary Hooper I think Got a winner that night Neil Lennon's first spelling charge So I, I, I would think Celtic could look at the games against Wren in the section Without being too concerned Same goes for Kluge Celtic know all about them from those Champions League qualifiers And as we see, you know, people would see a Serie A team Oh, it's Lazio, they're bound to be superb mm. um, I think Celtic will be able to compete with Lazio So there's no reason that Celtic can't get through this section uh, John is a Celtic fan on the line Are you confident for for Thursday night, John? Or perhaps fearing fearing the worst? I don't know. I, I disagree a bit with Roger there. Ren, I've, I've seen a bit of them, and they look a good team. I think they've spent a few pound, Roger, as well. But I don't, I don't fear the other two teams to be truthful. As you say, Lazio have a big reputation, but uh, not a, not anything to be feared now. And Clues, as Roger said, that was a bizarre game. I was one of these game probably. I was saying that it's Celtic the way to defend. I mean, it will be, but. Uh, I, I don't fear I, I think we can qualify For the group No bother I think we could either win it Or definitely get second Behind Renz mm. I fancy Renz to win the group Does that mean John You think the, the defence Is going to be An important part Of what Celtic do On Thursday We just heard there From Christopher Julian He's the £7 million man he, He's the man who Presumably with a price tag Like that Was brought in For these occasions He's, he's gone back to France To play against A team he knows well Ball and golly Now seems to Have settled how important is that side of it going to be if you think you're up against the potential group winners on their home patch? Well, it, 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 as I say, obviously against Rangers then, obviously at the weekend, but we weren't tested maybe as much with Hamilton or we weren't tested with Rangers either, to be, to be quite honest with you. But uh, they seem to settle down a wee bit and I think the big boy, Rick Julian, is going to be a leader, you know what I mean? I think he's, he, looks, he looks apart, you know what I mean? So he does. But uh, I, as I say, I'm quite quietly confident we'll, we'll get through the group. Either we'll either win it or be second. You know what I mean? But I see Rangers are a good team. What I've seen, and I know they've spent a few pounds. Roger, you know what I mean? Well, will this be the, the real, not the real test, but a, a big test then, Gordon? Because the the, the the new look back four, if you like, and it's been chopping and changing, hasn't it? And, and Simunovic is now um, going for a knee operation. Yeah. In fact, Julian took took the bang to the head, as well as they did against Rangers. Th- these are the. The types of occasions where you imagine they'll be tested The Celtic defence And again I appreciate it's different personnel But the, the Cluj game as, as Roger mentioned Wasn't good on that front So will that be a priority for Celtic? Yeah Well especially away from home Your defence has got to be strong uh, Alongside your goalkeeper They'll have protection with Brown and McGregor Sitting in front of that um, The question marks were asked when they went to Ibrox Gordon, Because a lot of people tipped Rangers And we've got to be honest here Because of the back four that was available to Celtic And they stood up to that challenge And played very well on the day And uh, I think that's a bit of uh, confidence that, that went along with that And you say Ball and golly at left back Looks like he's settled down a little bit uh, Big money signing Julian Looks a decent centre half now uh, But this will be a big test But if they can stand up to that test My point is Away from home Renz will probably be in the front foot They'll try and take the game to Celtic I think with the pace and the movement the Celtic have got, they've got players that can hurt Rens, and, and I think they can score over and, it. And one that's gone under the radar so far. I've been really impressed with El Hamid. 
since he's come. I in. think he's been different, class. No, there's a kind of no nonsense part. To, I mean, he doesn't. Say, I know he's, he's, you know, he's not 19. He has an experienced player. He's got a lot of European experience. He's played for his country. Nothing really seems to phase him. You know, whatever the occasion, he just seems to sort of cruise through the game. And, and now he's got over a couple of wee knocks that he got earlier in the season. He he's the one who actually hasn't had the headlines. But I think he might be one of the ones that Neil Lennon's been most content with. Uh, John, just finally your thoughts on uh, Odson Edward, Player of the Month. That's what we started the show with, and, and this uh, rumoured interest from Napoli as well. Aye, well, as I say, uh, Roger, I'm not, I'm not having a go at you here, Roger, but it seems to be that the Scottish press, are, like every Celtic player, or the top boys, would you call it, they're wanting, there's an agenda to sell them. It's, to me, as if they're, as I say, the other paper, Roger, obviously not the Sun, right? The other paper that I don't even call the name now because I would never buy it. As to me, I've said to Gordon a couple of weeks ago after the Rangers game, the daily record, as I mentioned now, one Celtic the game, 14, 13 out of 14 guys tipped, tipped uh, Rangers to beat us that day, you know what I mean? And I don't know where they were coming from. Oh, I, as, as you have touched on, defence was a bit dodgy, but it was just totally disrespectful to Celtic, so they were. And I think Neil Lennon just had to show them that day, and that was the... Uh, that was a team talk done for the day you know? Clear this up for me John Because I'm, I'm always fascinated with this Roger sort of touched on it earlier on If these stories that li- The likes of one linking uh, Odson Edward w- with Napoli If these are Anti-Celtic stories in, in, in what way is Trying to get Celtic £30 million Anti-Celtic I, I don't really get that um, I'm not saying There seems to be Earlier on in the season right, We all knew Kieran was going to go right At one point right? Right. But then they were trying to sell McGregor they were, the, the paper press Were trying to sell It's nearly every player And in Cham Don't be wrong I mean in Cham Isn't maybe doing it at the time But he's come on a wee bit right? And I actually Would uh, play in Cham For talks and something else I would play in Cham On Thursday night Against uh, What you call it Ben Strawwood So would I John Who would you I leave out Roger That's the kind of game player like well, well Michael Johnson's From the team of the weekend I wouldn't play El Unicy I'd play Cham I think it's the type of game Known what in Cham's line And Cham is the type of player Who can raise himself To another level When he wants to And I think going mm. away To Back into his homeland Against a team of Rennes quality I, th- I think it's tailor-made For a player like in Cham It wasn't your paper That ran the story It was Stephen McGowan's paper And he'll be here tomorrow night So you can ask him all uh, About this story uh, But Roger Halleck I mean come on Defend your industry Are you trying to sell on Celtic players? Uh, no and Not unless I can get a cut of it Gordon might be nice But no listen As I said to one of the callers Earlier on I don't think it's a bad thing That the players Not just at Celtic Players at any club Are being linked with £30 million transfers It shows the player is doing well Therefore the team is doing well Therefore there's a, an element Of success attached to them um, Just because they're linked Doesn't mean Celtic Need to sell Lodz and Edward To Napoli mm. tomorrow um, it, it's just not Listen as we said earlier The Napolis The Dortmunds The Monacos Probably the Leicester cities Will be watching Odson Edward Because he's doing very well Not just for Celtic But for his national mm. under 21 team John thank you very much For the call Rangers fans Something we've not really Had the chance to discuss Because of the timing Over the weekend Is the departure of Mark Allen What did you make of his time At the club Was it good Was it bad Was it somewhere in the middle And where do Rangers go from here Do you want to see that Structure kept in in place Do you want a new director of football Would you like to do away with the role 01419511025 Tell us right now And we'll get a full time teaser next as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here Rangers fans We're looking for your thoughts On the 
spell that Mark Allen had at the club. He's now gone. It was late Friday night. We had a lot going on over the weekend. We've not had the proper chance to deal with it and get your reaction to it. So let's do that now. How do you rate his time at the club? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it somewhere in the middle? And what about the future? Do Rangers stick with the director of football role? Should you get someone else in? Or should you change the structure? You tell us right now. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Tonight's full time teaser though, sent in to full time at Clyde1.com, is this. John sent it in. <laughs> he says, since 1997. 10 players have scored for a club that's been in the Champions League final And have also scored in Scotland's top flight for a non-old firm team Ah, easy So 10 players have scored for a club that has been in the Champions League final And have scored in Scotland's top flight for a non-old firm team This all has to have happened since 97 Does that make sense? All of it Every clue in there must have happened since 97 Please note, the players may still have played for one of the old firm They haven't scored in the Champions League final No, no, not necessarily For a club that's been in the Champions League final I'll get us off and running, Roger Go for it Andy Robertson Yes Shows you're working Go on Roger, get the other nine It's pretty easy, shows you're working for that one Explain it Liverpool, Dundee United Yeah, exactly Well, this could be a yes or a no He did play well, That, that for tends to be the way the, Paul the, Lambert the, the, They work no. He played for Motherwell and St Mirren No So did he, but did he score in Scotland's top flight for an Arnold firm team since 97? He wouldn't have Oh, right, 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 all right, since right. 97 all since, right, yes. I'm with you, I'm with you now. Okay, it's usually Gordon that doesn't get the question by the way Just I don't know why you've taken a turn at misunderstanding it tonight. He doesn't have to play in the Champions League final. He's played with a club that plays. You in the tell Champions him, League Gordon. Final. You tell him. He never Roger. listens. Ten scones for clubs. <laughs> oh, Jody Morris, Chelsea St Johnston. No. Ah, oh, no way. It's a great. It seems to me like a great guess. I can only assume he. I don't know where he falls down, but no. He's a Chelsea assistant manager yeah, He's there. Oh, he is. Yeah. So oh yes, he is on the list He is Oh you're right uh, Have you two swapped brains or something? No, no offence but well, if, I, I, if that's the case then Michael Dubery No yeah. No No I can't believe you just got Jody Morris And Roger Hannes sitting there scratching his head I'm still trying to work out the question So there's 10 players oh. have scored for a club That's been in the Champions League so final I'm since 97 mm-hmm. And they've scored in Scotland's top flight For mm-hmm. a non-old firm team Yeah Since 97 Since 97 so Like Jodie Morris And like Andy Robertson Right Like the two I've already got uh, You can play along with us On Twitter at Clyde SSB I did say Rangers fans We were looking for your take Your assessment Of Mark Allen's job At the club How do you think he did Where the Rangers go from here Stephen Gerrard says He is sad to see Mark Allen leave But he respects his decision To move on For family reasons Uh, The Rangers boss Isn't sure what the club Are going to do In terms of a replacement But says he will be part Of the selection process It doesn't change things for me In terms of my role And the day to day stuff Um, Of course there's a void there At the moment Mark's been brilliant for me Um, He's gave me incredible support He sold the job to me Not that it needed selling But Mark was the one Who come and got me so uh, I appreciate the opportunity from him. But I totally respect and understand his decision. He's lived away from his family for two years and he was brought in at a time at this club when it needed shaking up. And Mark was the person and the character to shake it up and get it to where it is now. I would have wanted him to stay around a bit longer, of course, but you know everyone has the time and Mark's decided that he wants to go back towards his family. I respect that. In terms of whether the club 
put a similar type person in that role or, and how long that'll take, they're questions you'll probably have to ask the board. That's Will I be involved in the process? Uh, probably. I'm not in any rush. I think the club needs to decide whether they want uh, a technical director in and if the right person's out there or if they can find the right person. I think that's the, the main thing. There's no point filling it with just someone because I'm sure there'll be a queue for it I think it has to be the right person and a person who complements everything that's and all the hard work that Mark's done because um, when he's walked in the door to where it is now he's done a hell of a job fair play to him Hell of a job says Stephen Gerrard but Rangers fans do you agree how do you think Mark Allen fared at the club and where do you go from here 0141 951 1025 Roger Hanna I'm still thinking of the teaser Forget the Where teaser. the Rangers go from here under Mark Allen How well, do you assess his, his role at the club Or his, his spell um, at the club I'm quite sure there were people at the club Have forgotten already that he's been there um, I don't think he did a Sensational job I think he probably did an okay job He's left with a Rangers wage bill That is probably too high for the liking of the directors I have to say But if Stephen Gerrard was, was content With his work then That's probably a better witness to his work than I am Where Rangers need to go now is before they appoint anyone, they need to decide what type of person they want. Do they want a head of recruitment whose main task is simply to bring people in? Do they want a director of football to oversee the entire football department? Or are they happy having Stephen Gerrard, the manager, overseeing the entire football department? Um, so they need to decide what type of individual they want before they then go and try and headhunt that individual. I would think one of the most important relationships at a club, as we said in the show on Saturday, is between the manager and that person, whatever title you give to that person. So I would think it's very important that Stephen Gerrard is involved in every step of this recruitment process. Um, and whether you thought Mark Allen did a good job or a, or a bad job, Gordon, or, or, or somewhere in between, Listening to Stephen Girard, he clearly liked him. He clearly mm. got on with him, and he says that Mark Allen played a major role in him coming to the club. So, if and I, I, I certainly can't speak in behalf of all the callers, but most of the Rangers fans like Stephen Girard. They mm. like the fact that he's at the club, and therefore a, a level of gratitude has to go towards Mark Allen. If 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 you listen to what Stephen Girard just said. Yeah, um, you, you you can recognise just with the interview there, Gordon. Obviously, Stephen Girard. Gone with Mark Allen And that's so important Rogers, right If it's going to be Another director of football Then Stephen Gerrard's Got to play a big partner Because he's got to have That same relationship He liked him Because of probably A couple of things He brought him to Rangers He brought him to the club Gave him his, his opportunity And obviously backed him Because if you look uh, Since the Rangers managers Come in uh, Maybe I'm wrong here But I think it's over 30 players he signed um, Which is Some backing You've got to say So I think the two of them had a terrific relationship. I think the Rangers managers will be sad to see him go, but it's so important for Rangers. If they're going to bring someone in just to fill that role, they have got to get it right. They've got to be a bond there with the manager as well. If you base it purely on recruitment, Roger, you would always have a fairly tough task on your hands in judging whether a director of football was good because every club now, they have such a turnover of players, you get a lot of success, you get a lot of failures. How would you... Could you... Could you draw a conclusion as to whether the recruitment has been good or bad? Well, well, is, is that too simplistic? It's too simplistic because you don't know who is the final say in a lot of these. Surely the manager, Stephen uh, Gerrard, If we just assume that he's played say. a part, though, just, just if, for if the purposes he, of, of the argument. Part, then it's difficult to say. People will throw up 
Kellen Lafferty who's going back out the club Graham Dorrance who's going back out the club Eros Gresda who they're desperately trying to get out the club but there have been some successes coming in you know in the last year or two as well so it would be difficult just to completely dismiss all of Mark Allen's work but I think if um, I think if Mark Allen was really rated by the board Mark Allen would still be in his job today So does, does that not sort of contradict the, the official party line that he, he's walked away from for family reasons then? Yeah Are you willing to disclose why? No, listen I just, family reasons is a great catch-all phrase isn't it? Um, I'm just think what I said I think if everyone at Rangers had been wholly 100% content with Mark Allen's work then they would have found a way to keep Mark Allen at the club Okay uh, Jeff's a Rangers fan on the line Jeff, th- does this sort of thing come across y- your radar? I know some fans focus more on, on what's happening on the field on a Saturday do, do you have any thoughts about Mark Allen and, and the sort of structure that Rangers have and, and should follow from now on? Well, um, I think we've had this discussion on the programme before about directors of football I mean, some sometimes it can work and sometimes it can't. I think Mark Allen has done a good job by signing some good players. On the other hand, he's, he's signed not so good players. Um, Would you like to see him replaced, though, like for like? I, I, I don't really. I don't really. I can't really answer that. If I'm being honest, um, I think. I think Rangers have coped without a director of football before and I don't see why they can't do it again but if it's going to help the club in the long run I would say yes let's look for a director of football that knows what he's doing not that I'm saying Mark Allen didn't Um, maybe an ex-player that's played at Rangers knows the club maybe um, coming into do the job Um, I don't know what the Gordon how important do you think it is that 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 structure is maintained we we have had this debate before Jeffrey's right Mm -hmm. in a in a a general sense because maybe we're a bit sceptical of that type of thing here it's far more commonplace on the continent but but generally now most big clubs operate with some sort of structure that maintains that continuity so that if your manager moves on or your coaching team move on you still have that guy who's put all the other um, framework in place Well it's important for a, a club the size of Rangers And especially the amount of players that come in and out um, Since the Rangers managers arrived You need someone Because the manager can't do every single job But it's got to be someone that Steven Gerrard trusts um, You know respects uh, the, the guy's opinion It doesn't have to be an ex-Rangers player I, I think we get carried away with that sometimes You know they know the club and whatever uh, Steven Gerrard come in and the Rangers fans love him. He was never an ex-Rangers player. He was, you know, his first job in management. It's just what you do at the club, and um, he needs something to assist him. On Mark Allen, if you're asking me, was it a success? I don't think it particularly was, Gordon. If you look at thirty odd players signed, so you're basing it on signings, though. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's his biggest job. Okay. I think his biggest job is a first team. I think his biggest job is to go and recruit and bring in players and say to the manager, these because the manager can't go and watch all these players, can't do all the, the homework on them. He's got so much to do himself. So on that basis, and plus the fact, I also think a job for the director of football is to take the pressure away from the, the manager by getting players out. And I don't think he's been successful at that. 
He's not got enough players off the wage bill for me. Surely, if they've played with Rangers, there's teams out there would take these players. Who do you mean? Well, you look at, you know, you've got guys in there like Gresda and people like that. Uh, yes, he got Dorns out, out the, the he got off the wage uh, packet, but he's got other players there that you probably go around, around the Rangers squad. Gordon, they've got a massive squad and they must have mm. a massive wage bill. And I think that it's your duty to say, right, I'm going to back the manager, but to do that, I need to free up money to balance the books as well. Jeff, just quickly before we let you go, your thoughts on the European games this week? I think the home games are going to be. The ones that we need to win, both Rangers and Celtic, I think um, for the likes of Lazio and the Porto are going to be the ones that are going to win it. So it'll be up to Rangers and Celtic to be the other three teams. And let's hope that uh, we can do well. I mean, last season, I thought we played very well in the group stages. So let's just continue and just play it. Capabilities. Great stuff. Thank you very much. Show one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll speak again soon. You have a good evening and see if you can get any more in the teaser as well. Uh, we're looking for ten players who've scored for a club that's been a Champions League finalist and have scored in Scotland's top flight for a non-old firm team all since nineteen ninety seven. They may still have played for the old firm, by the way. You've got Andy Robertson, Jody Morris. Sorry. What about Ravenelli? No. So my guess would be Maybe he didn't score For Juventus after that time What about his pal At Dundee Craig Burnley Ravioli mm, No hmm. I'm thinking more of the English teams What, 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 what about your pal John Spencer No No mm. You've got Joe No You've got Jody Morris And Andy Robertson Massimo Donati No Hmm Brian McClare Nope There is One In the league at the moment Slavka Hibbs No 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 I've got it James Wilson Aberdeen Manchester United It's outstanding I'm, I'm admiring your work I don't know what's happened That's to Roger Hanna But you're on fire what Jody Morris Andy Robertson James uh, Wilson What about Jankowskis Yes Brilliant Roger you're for... he, he scored for Porto And he scored for Hearts He did so yeah, that's a good start Jankowskis, Morris, Robertson, Wilson We'll get the rest next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL just gave me a two word expletive Just before I put the <laughs> mic back on In relation to tonight's full time teaser He's not happy Even though he's doing quite well on it Tonight we're looking for 10 players Who've scored for a club That's been in a Champions League final Since 97 And they've scored in Scotland's top flight Since 97 uh, For a non-Old Firm team um, They may also have played for the Old Firm at some point So guys like uh, Edgar Jankowskis Jody Morris Andy Robertson James Wilson You got any more during the break? Yeah we did Liam Miller Hibbs and Manchester United Brilliant Well done Did also play for Celtic, Celtic Of course yeah. Liam Miller What about Gary McAllister? No Oh Roger Oh of course his mother will go to Burnley right? Yes Burnley. Not oh. since 97 uh, You've got a You have got a Mullerwell one to Still to get You've got a Dundee one You've got a Ross County one You've got an Aberdeen one Sorry And a Livingston one Livingston, The Livingston one is Awfully scale difficult I would Forget, forget about it Try and get the rest Aberdeen The rest are doable Hold on Aberdeen, Dundee, United No, Dundee Dundee and Motherwell Ross County Oh no No 
The key is going to be to link those clubs to guys who also played for big English clubs. The ones you've got remaining are all from big English clubs. There's only one that that, that played on the continent. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't like your silence. Clue constantly. time already, I think. No, no, no. No, no, no you happy, Roger? Yeah, Roger will. will you going to get one? No, I wouldn't have thought so, but I'm giving it a go. You'll put a late run together uh, Ian Downs is on He says I was devastated to hear of Mark Allen's departure uh, In order to emphasise this The only worse news would have been Stephen Gerrard leaving He did an outstanding job And this is a major blow for us Not least He brought in Stephen Gerrard Here we go Ian is a big fan Of Mark Allen uh, I think that's where the parts in the back will come from uh, The fact that he's brought in Stephen Gerrard And I think that's why Stephen Gerrard gets on with him so well It's an opportunity of a club the size of Rangers, his first job. Um, and that's why it's so important. The next person that comes in must, must have the same relationship with the manager. Uh, more tweets coming in at Clyde SSB. Anthony Innes says, I don't agree with Roger. I think Celtic have a tough group. I think Rangers' group is arguably easier, despite us being in pot two. Lazio and Wren, who are flying, will be really tough. And what about this, Roger? Can you remind us who Wren played at the weekend? Brest and Brittany Derby uh, Yeah so Hugh Moan is on and says Wren draw last weekend shouldn't make Celtic more confident Since Brest are a Diddy team Don't get that right. I do have a tumbleweed sound effect somewhere I should probably play it out at some stage Would it be best just leaving that one there? Just yeah. Skimming over the top of it? Yeah Especially with Gordon DL around? Yeah Yeah I think you're right And you'd like dad Gordon? No, no I didn't I'm, think no, so I'm the teaser Yeah I didn't think so What we, about We're on the teaser what about Man United and Aberdeen? Ben Thornley? Nope. What no. a shoot oh. that is. I thought the Livingston win. If the Livingston was, is not the English team, is it Guillermo Amor? No. Oh. Who did he play for on the continent? Barcelona. Well, uh, you're you're along the right lines then, but it's not Barcelona. Real Madrid? Yes. Who played with Real Madrid? Played with oh, Livingston? Lots of... The... Oh... Come on, Roger. You should know that. Not David Fernandez. Big centre half. It sounds a little bit. Oscar Rubio. No. It sounds a little bit like that martial arts you do when you put on a white suit and. Karate. Yep. It's kind of like Kent. that. M- Mauro Zarate. Ah. Uh, it's Rolando Zarate. But, <laughs> but we'll give you it anyway. Uh, Rolando Zarate, James Wilson, Andy Robertson, Jody Morris, Liam Miller, Edgarish and Kauskas. So the rest all played for the English teams So you're looking yes. at someone who's played for Man U, mm-hmm. Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool or Spurs Yeah? Pretty much That should be simple, does Four yeah. more to go? No okay. for me uh, Listen, let's, we'll come back to it in a couple of minutes Because we've still got some more football uh, chat to, to, to squeeze in I think we're probably at that stage where you do start to turn your mind to sort of team selection, strategy What in particular the Celtic Rangers need to do to get a result is there anything in, in, anything you would do differently? Anything in particular you would like to see from either side? This is the uh, last chance you'll have to, to get your predictions in. Yeah, I think uh, a good point. Well, I'm on Thursday. I'll get mine in quickly. I think the a good point that Roger came out with about in Cham, away from home, bit of strength in the middle of the park. Um, so Neil Lennon might just tweak that. I think at maybe, the expense of Elunusi. Yes. Yes. I think he'll go for a more defensive midfielder in there. And in Cham, I think uh, every time he's come on, and especially at Ibrox, I thought he was terrific. So is, that, I, is that also perhaps, that, is that theory strengthened by the fact that it's not as if El Yunusi is B 
been playing every week, flying, banging, and go. You know, he, he's he's new anyway, and he's still getting up to speed. Does that would that make that decision easier? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you're right, Gordon. I think he's getting up to speed. Um, I think going away from home in the first game is very important to get something. And I think that Neil Lennon will try and make it uh, as tight as possible and hit them with a the counter-attack with Edward and obviously Forrest and Christie and, and Cham can get there as well. So I would see that being a, a real positive move for Celtic. What about from a, a Rangers perspective then? Anything anything particular, anything different? Can we assume that Alfredo Morelos leads the line? Is, mm. is, is Surely not. Are we still Defoe. going back to Jermaine Defoe every now and then? Or are there those occasions for Alfredo Morelos? Uh, well, the the big one is obviously he'll need to replace Kent. I think Arfield will go forward. I, I like Arfield more forward now. I know that he's played a lot of his career in the midlife part, but I like him in the forward position. Um, Ojo, and obviously I think he may, with you know one eye on, it's not the greatest place in the world to go in Sunday St Johnston. I think he may just go with the four. Hey, Morelos Thursday the four Sunday. Okay. For me, a lot depend on whether Ryan Jack's fit for the game on Thursday night as well. Yeah, I think same. Arfield, without Kent, I think Arfield does his right, will step forward one. That creates a space in the midfield alongside Davis and Aribo. If it's not Jack, can Andy King come in for a game? I don't think he's going up here to warm mm. the bench, so he'll, he'll have to play sooner or later. Right, I would we, say. we better go back to the teaser. Let's do some wrong answers. Hugh has tweeted in to say Pat Nevin, no, that's not right. Uh, the fanzine's on. Frank Sozzi, no, that's not right. You're, uh, I think probably a couple of years out on that one. Um, Scott Murray says Paul Lambert No more coming in For Frank Sozzi anymore what From about, you two uh, What about David and Go Ross County and Liverpool Wonderful Well done David and oh, Go Oh brilliant and Roger I cannot believe Because he's one of Daz's heroes In his time at Fur Park Franny Jeffers Franny Jeffers Well done The Fox and the Box Arsenal Yes Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah yeah Which means you've only got How many to go Two is that right? I think two to go. Did you say a Dundee player and an Aberdeen player? Yes. Could that be right? Uh-huh. So we've missed out. It's not Ravinelli and it's not Burley from that era. No. It's not Fabian Caballero who was at Arsenal. It, I'm not sure this is going to help, but it's it's a bit more subtle than that. It's a bit more difficult. For a start, he's not a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And he's also... It was a pretty brief spell. But, I, I mean, a good pedigree. I, I came up here with quite the CV. But uh, Aberdeen? Dundee. Dundee I think he scored on his Dundee debut down at Kilmarnock in a midweek game in 2018 What's as recent as that? Yeah You probably were covering it come on It was a midweek game I think he was a central defender I've no idea Spurs Oh Colker Stephen Colker Stephen Colker well done and the last one Aberdeen Is that did you see Yeah do you know what I've been I've misled you slightly purely because I forgot he's another bit of paper and he, he's not from a British team. It's a it's, oh, a, right. it's a German team he scored for. Can't be many Scots that have played Scott Booth. Yeah, there we go. Scott Ooh, Booth, well done. Scotland. We got there in the end. Thank you very much to Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna and of course uh, Jamie Murray for joining us earlier on. Big thanks for all your calls and tweets. We'll be hoping for more of the same tomorrow at six with Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy. Stay where you are because Stephen Mill is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.